It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Process the bottom line. Costco Simpson. Everybody dies. Because I'm better than you, and you know it. Woo! Yes, To off the mount with, with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Hope you all are having a good week so far. Welcome to the only wrestling talk show here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Off the Mat. Josh will be joining us at 9 p.m., but for now, I am your host, Alex Slows. With me up in the strong island is Lyle Gillen. How are you doing, Lyle? How's your I'm week? doing wonderful. I cannot wait for next week to go to put on tomorrow, and then next week to go to Prudential Center tomorrow, and then to uh, Grand Slam the week after. Um, it's two weeks that AEW is going to be setting new records for attendance. Tomorrow, they're going to be having their third highest attendance, and then the week after at Arthur Ashe with 18,000 people. Wow. They'll have their highest ever attendance, and there are still tickets available, I believe. And they are supposed to go to Audition Arena at uh, UCF, uh, University of Central Florida, so I'm wondering who they're going to have on the card for that event. I've heard so far of that show as well. Honestly, so I know in Florida, it would probably be a crap show because, you know, it's Florida. But before we kick things into high gear, here's how you can follow us here on Off The Mat and the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at WWSRN underscore radio. That is at WWSRN underscore radio. You can follow me on Twitter at show slow, slows, as well as follow my co-host Josh, Josh Silverberg, at Josh Silverberg on Twitter and follow Lyle Gillen on Twitter, at Lyle Gillen, WWSRN. Also, please be sure to check out the WWSRN app. It is absolutely free. How can you find and download the app? It's simple. Type in WWSRN on your phone. It is available in the Google Play Store and in the Apple iPhone App Store. By downloading the app, you will have access to all of our shows on the network, access to our show blogs, replays of any episodes you may miss, show bios, and much more. We are available on all listening platforms such as Spotify, Anchor FM, and on Google Play. You can watch us live here for Off The Map every Tuesday night from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook, Periscope, and YouTube. Please be sure to follow Off The Map on Facebook and Twitter at Off The Map WWSRN. For all show updates and wrestling news. Also, check out the Off The Mat website. Link is in the Off The Mat Twitter bio. You can click on that link and it will get you. It will take you to the website. You get access to our show and pay-per-view schedule for the months of September and October. Our show arch- archive containing past episodes. And a special guest interview page with all guests we have had on our show so far. So please check out all that we have to offer on WWSRN as we continue to grow. 
Now, Lyle, it's time to get into PWI to PWI 500. I actually have Pro Wrestling Illustrated's magazine in front of me for November 2021. And there is a annual PWI readers poll. And I actually want to go through a couple of them and get your opinion on the, on the uh, polls. So the first one says, the first one I found says who is pound for pound, the best wrestler in the world. 25% said Kenny Omega, 8% said Daniel Bryan, 8% said AJ Styles and 59% said others. Would you agree with that poll or would you change the directory of it? Well, the best wrestler in the world is not listed on there. Best wrestler in the world is Shingo Takage, but it doesn't go by uh, ability from Bill to Bill. It goes by so much more. Um, Shingo and, uh, and Okada are, I would say, one and two right now, and then Kenny. But now, for people who don't know, PWI Magazine is a kayfabe ranking that they do. They judge based off of what you did in kayfabe. Mm-hmm. So, in kayfabe, it's Kenny Omega. But in reality, it's Shingo and Okada. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I would agree because some of these polls, a lot of them don't make sense. Like, for instance, uh, this one, we talked about it before the show. Um, where is it? Oh, uh, here it is. On a weekly basis, which promotion do you think offers the best in-ring action in, for match quality? 44% said AEW, 21% WWE, 12% New Japan, and others 23%. To me, that doesn't make sense because New Japan is one of the best promotions in the world outside of the U.S. So I don't understand why it only has 12 when it should have like more, more than that, at least like 55%. Number one is New Japan for in-ring action, which is what the poll is about. And then I would say AEW. Definitely does show, come off to me. A lot of their readers just don't flat out watch New Japan, which is a shame, but it's a North American magazine. In Japan, a lot of their fans aren't very familiar with WWE and AEW. So it's understanding. They're probably more familiar with WWE than WWE, but there was a story that goes back to when uh, Kota Ibushi came over for the Cruiserweight Classic, and Vince McMahon had no idea who he was. And he shook his hand, called him man in suit, and went out to the ring. It's a different world over there. So over here where everybody knows New Japan, uh, WWE as the mainstream promotion way different atmosphere and and it's not it's not just one promotion because you got promotions like stardom and a few other uh uh, japan promotions like all japan pro wrestling over there and then this here's another uh another one i found on the list number 18 on a weekly basis which promotion do you think offers the best storylines 47 percent said aew 22 percent wwe Impact 6% and others 25%. Would you agree with that? To me, I agree with the poll because it it makes sense. Because to me, AEW has been knocking out of the park. Uh, They've been knocking things out of the park with their promos, their storylines, their matchups, everything. Yeah, I would agree. WWE storytelling is just brutally bad. The main roster, by the way. Yeah, the Um, main main roster. roster storytelling. 
it, awful. It's brutally bad. Um, New Japan, they've had a lot of injuries and a lot of bumps in the road, so I can't really say that they have better storytelling than AEW. But right now, yeah, I would say AEW definitely does. Unfortunately, there are a lot of people who still don't pay attention to AEW and think that they have no storytelling. And that's definitely something that should not be a narrative anymore because it's false. Mm-hmm. And there's actually, I'm not sure if you heard about this, there was a statement from Mick Foley and a lot of WWE officials and WWE personnel got upset by this. But to me, it describes, he described it perfectly. It makes absolute sense. He said, hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley. I'd like to just title this video WWE, we've got a problem. Because I think you do, and that problem is that WWE is no longer a, the place for talent to aspire to. Part of it is because AEW is doing a great job of attracting great talent, proven talent, building other talent, creating storylines. But part of it is a problem of your own making. I think younger talent sees the way that developmental characters are cut, are left by the wayside, or in case of Karrion Cross, greatly watered down and even made a joke of when they debuted on the main roster. If it's not broke, don't fix it. If I was an aspiring talent now, big league talent with a major decision to make, I'm not sure I would trust WWE creative to do the right thing with my career. You guys did wonders for me back in the day. That was a different time, different place. If it was today, I'm not sure I would trust the powers to be with my career in their hands. And until that changes, WWE, you've got a problem. I 100% agree with him. And if you go back to when Josh and I did take a breakdown, the first thing I said that AEW and WWE are not, and I said it on the show also, so if you go back and listen, I've said it multiple times. AEW and WWE do not compete when it no, comes they to in-ring in or when it comes to ratings. That does not matter. They're all on different nights. Where they compete is when they're attracting indie talent and younger talent. Who are you going to want to go to? Guys are going to sit at home and watch Ricochet, who was one of the best in the world before he went to WWE, do what he's doing now. Going to watch what they did with Karrion Cross. Uh, hear about what they wanted to do with Adam Cole, which was have him... Manage Keith Lee, yeah. Manage Keith Lee on the main roster. Why would you want to go there if you're a top indie talent? And that's reflective of... Three guys AEW just signed, Wheeler Yuta, Daniel Garcia, and Lee Moriarty. Three of the top indie talent out there today. And they signed them. Two of them are currently on Dynamite or Rampage every week. And Daniel Garcia is going to be a star. Lee Moriarty is going to be a star. Wheeler Yuta is going to be a star. It's just, I think that is really where it changes. And you look at WWE, I think they realized that, hey, they keep signing indie talent. They don't know what the hell to do with them. No, they don't. AEW I mean, does. You look yeah, at what... AEW, AEW gives the younger talent and the rising talent a chance. They give them opportunities to build themselves up. And uh, the, the older guys on the roster, they're there to help those guys and help put them over. Yeah, they are. Um, and if you look at what... WWE has changed. Now they're going after the more the athlete, the guy who the former football football player who sucked and now he can't go anywhere. 
the NCAA college wrestler who he's trying to sign somewhere and or do something and he can't go anywhere after college or can't go anywhere after the Olympics. It's had a few of them recently. It, I, I think it's just that they don't know what to do with these guys. And not by I don't want to say everybody there, because Triple H had the track record of knowing what to do with them. But Vince has no idea. And they want to essentially turn NXT into a mini main roster, which completely changes everything about what made NXT great in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because NXT was mostly about uh, matching up the older talent around the world with the younger talent and making it a star show. I mean, you had pay-per-views like uh, NXT TakeOver. You had In Your House. You had a bunch of good shows, war games. And now it's just it's it's gotten to the point where Vince doesn't care about the yellow brand anymore. I don't think he ever did. I don't think he did either. No, he, 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 I think he just wanted to mix in whoever, throw in whoever. And that's it. Do you remember the quote? Um, it was from one of the, well, actually, I don't know if you saw it, but, uh, there was a quote going around from one of the writers that a uh, reporter tweeted explaining why they put the mask on carrying cross. And he said, everyone has to have a way to be marketable and make money. Mm-hmm. How is Karrion Cross coming out of NXT not marketable and being able to make money with the whole TikTok? Uh, Scarlet coming out with singing the song. I-, I think that could have been a money character. Yeah. I think they're just out of touch. They want everything to have its own cartoon twist. It- it's how Daniel Bryan put it in his book, it's a parody of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it comes more and more apparent as the days go by. Yep, even Jim Cornette said it. He said it's become too cartoony. It's become to the point where everything's scripted and nobody has the creative freedom there anymore. It's not like well, it's not like the Attitude Era when he was there. Well, it was a little bit different um, in the Attitude Era. It's more like how AEW is doing it now. Um, in the Attitude Era, they had bullet points for their promos. And Tony Khan had said on Busted, Busted Open that they don't create their own promos, they have bullet points. Mm-hmm. And it's there, there's definitely a reason why that is working now here in AEW like it did back then. It's because everybody isn't forced to be robotic. If you remember when the pandemic started, the guys were coming to the ring in a dead silent empty arena pointing up to the crowd at, at in the corners like coming out for their ring attention or, or, or ring entrance pointing up to the crowd looking at people waving like what the hell like nobody's there it, it was just everybody in that company is very robotic they have to read their lines they have to go about everything a certain way and mm-hmm. I think it just translates how some of these guys can leave WWE and become a big star because they don't have those restrictions anymore. Look at Cody. No. And that's why, you, that's why you've seen people like Ruby Soho go over to AEW. That's mm-hmm. why you've seen Adam Cole go there because they don't want to be under lock and key by Vince McMahon. 
I think anybody being under lock and key from Vince is probably one of the worst things for a wrestler. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing. I'm saying that as of today, some some managers, and by managers I mean in any company, like to micromanage. Some give a little bit more leeway. And the vibe I get is that Vince and and company, they like to micromanage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just how things are done. I don't know what will happen if the, uh, Triple H ever takes over. Um, it's I don't I don't know. Part of me feels like when he takes if he takes over because I don't think it'll happen anymore. That he's just gonna make it business as usual. Mm-hmm. It's just really bizarre, and I think it's very evident how vastly different these companies are in in running a daily show that is why AEW Dynamite and Rampage are so much better right now than Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, and you're you're seeing it in the ratings. You're seeing the the changes in audiences and the, how every, how everything has mm-hmm. been percentaged. Last week AEW beat Raw in 18 to 49 key demo. That is huge. I Fully believe that they will do it. They will beat them in the actual rating number one week during football season because of Monday Night uh, Football. And I think there's a very good chance it could happen at Arthur Ashe. I think there is a very good chance. And I am interested to watch um, how the ratings progress in move in the next few months. Mm-hmm. I think the 22nd, I've been saying it for a while, I think they beat Raw that day. Raw against uh, against Monday Night Football did 1.69 million overall and a .43 in the 18-49. That's, that's not good. And they had it advertised all day long. That Big E was essentially cashing in and winning the title. They said it without saying it. Mm-hmm. They knew he was going to cash in tonight or Monday night. And they essentially hinted, oh, he's winning. Please watch. Now, it, people are saying it's because of Dynamite and they lost 18 to 49 the week before. Mm-hmm. What they did yesterday was a direct result of being competition with Monday Night Football, trying to counter program. Monday Night Football. Not AEW. No. It's just... No, they do it every year. With Monday Night Football, they try and counter-program mm-hmm. it, and it never works. No, it doesn't. It you just ends up, up being ratings. a complete disaster for them. You brought up the ratings. I think that next week is going to be uh, AEW passing law. Um, what number do you think they could get to? AEW, I think they could get. I think they could pass like four thousand, five thousand over them instantly. Next week, so say Roy does one point seven five. I'll be generous. You'll say one point eight. That's what you're guessing. Yeah, for me, I would for Monday Night Raw. 
the way Monday Night Raw has been in their programming, I would give them a one point six seven two one million. But you know, but wait, you said okay. Um, I think it would definitely go up next week because this week was just the first week of Monday Night Football, so it took, mm-hmm. we're going to take a pin right here. And next week's game is the most attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there are a lot of people who watch Raw. And I'm convinced there are a million people who just forget to turn their TV off and go to bed at 7.30. Because Raw is so horribly unwatchable. They're putting it on in a deaf and blind school, or they're putting it on in a mental institution, so it then to like force people to watch, or it's just people falling asleep with the TV on, because I don't know how people actually sit and watch it. I could not do it. It's so bad. It's like how Jim Cornette described the match between Nia Jax and Charlotte was so bad, so bad that he said, it's like he, he, it was like Charlotte was having a match with a cape in a, or a refrigerator on a cape. That's how he described it. That's how bad it was. Nia Jax just like in slow motion, take Andre the Giant and put him in slow motion. That's Nia Jax. I mean, it, 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 even even his co-host said it was unwatchable. He watched, like, only 30 minutes and is like, no, I can't do anything. No, Jim, Jim Cornette is a uh, racist, sexist, piece of, homophobic piece of shit. But Brian Last is actually, I respect him more. Yeah, because he, he, he has, he, his stuff actually... How would you put it? He comes off. He comes off as fair when he judges, yeah, he um, judges things. Like there are a lot of times when Jim Cornette will shit all over everything <clears> that happened in your match, and Brian Lasker will reply, "Oh, I don't agree with that at all. I didn't think it was that bad. I I, I actually kind of enjoyed it." Um, mm-hmm. And that's how what happened when he reviewed the um, the segment or I'm sorry, the match between Miro and Eddie Kingston when they were mm-hmm. talking about how the finish was, which we'll get to later. Um, Brian Last kind of said that he didn't mind it. Uh, but yeah, it was a, uh, I don't know. All I Out mean, was great. We're going to get to that later. But yeah, I, All Out was a great show. But right now, let's go through the PW500 list. Describe to me if you like agree with this list. Number one says Kenny Omega. I won't go through all of them, but I'll go through like a few of them. Uh, number two is Roman Reigns. Number three, Bobby Lashley. Uh, no. Number four, uh, Drew McIntyre. I'm 50-50 with that. Number five, Kota Ibushi. I'll give that a thumbs up. Number six, John Moxley. Definitely, definitely for me. Uh, seven, Will Ospreay. And then eight, Finn Balor. You can only throw top eight. Uh, eight. And then nine, Shingo Takagi. Ten, Rich Swan. Yeah, I would, I would give... I would a give, world champion most of the year. Yeah. And it, it goes from January, uh, June or July 30th to, of 2020 mm-hmm. to June or July 30th of 2021. For that timetable, I'm surprised it's not, that Nido isn't higher. Yeah, that, that's that's crazy that Nido's not even that high up on the list because his performance last year in the G1 was so good. Like, you saw how many points he was delivering how much he was climbing up the board in points in that tournament. So I don't get why he's not 
further up the ladder. Even the feud that he had with Evil, like, come on. I I didn't mind that. I, I was in the minority, of course, but I didn't mind it. Um, personally, I think that uh, I, I I don't know. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Monotone Drew. I think his him and his yeah Drew are, Drew I would put down the light. I put him down at fifty. <laughs> <laughs> He's really burying the guy. Um, <laughs> Kenny Omega is a hundred percent number one. Yeah. Anyone who says otherwise, I'm sorry. He had three world titles. You can't say that Kenny is not number one right now. Um, I, I, I'll be nice. I'll give Roman number two. But I think Naito should be number three. Mm-hmm. I. When did New Japan start up again? New Japan's New, New Japan Cup. New Japan Cup. Yeah. Remember I... last year when they t- had the break from the pandemic, and then they came back with that. What? When was that? Was that in July? It might have been. I can't remember the exact date. But um, uh, I'm but pretty I think sure. That... No, no, it was around like, ch- it was around August September. Was it? Yeah, it was. Now, yeah, it was around close to that month. Cause they had some, cause like New Japan and New Japan Pro Wrestling and Tokyo, they were all in a lockdown, so they couldn't do anything for like until further notice until the I government. Think, said I think it was that okay. uh, I because Naito had the IWGP title twice mm-hmm. in that time frame. Yeah, he did. Um, I think he should have been third. I think. Yeah. He should have been third or fourth up there. Definitely the one... over, over Drew, Bobby Lashley, yeah. and, like, come on. Abushi is amazing. Probably one of the most underrated guys in the entire world mm-hmm. because he's in New Japan, and the idiots in America don't watch that. No. Um, Will Ospreay would be higher if he didn't get hurt. I would say that, that's fair for him because he, he was injured. Um, the one that blows my mind, and I just saw this. Why? Toriano, King of Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. twenty twenty one or twenty twenty, whatever it was called. He did top five. He got chipped. Mm-hmm. Chipped, I tell you. Yeah, the one that I think should be number five up there, definitely Hiroshi Tanahashi. I mean, everything he did last year was no. unbelievable. Majority of the guys in that top ten, top ten won world uh, a world title. You can't put him up there. Yeah, I I think that's a good um, a good list like to have on all the way up at the top, at least somewhere in between four and five. But one that I see right here, why is Walter at twenty eight? Probably because NXT UK was shut down for a while, and he didn't wrestle as much. That's most likely what it is. And then another one that I see is from New Japan is Minoru Suzuki. He's at 87, and I'm looking at this. I think I would put him at least uh, 30-31. Because he did, he did pretty well with, as the leader of Suzuki-gun last year. Uh, the, the amount of matches that they had last year, like the tag team matches, the tournament matches... 
If you go back and watch those from last year, those were amazing. But we'll go to we're gonna go to break. But when we come back, we'll get into more PWI. We'll get into some maybe some WWE. Lyle, I know Josh is gonna want to talk about All Out, so I think we should move that to nine o'clock and do uh, okay. WWE when he gets back. When uh, we get back. Okay, so we'll, when we come back, we'll get into some WWE. This is off the mat here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the worst town I've ever been in. No! Welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back. To, to, uh, we are back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network of Off the Mat. But before we move into WWE, here's how you can download our, our app. It is absolutely free. How do you find the app? It's simple. Type in WWSRN on your phone. It is available in the Google Play Store and in the iPhone app, iPhone app store. By downloading the app, you will have access to all of our shows on the network, access to show blogs, replays of any episodes you miss, show bios, and more. We are available on all listening platforms such as Spotify, Anchor FM, and on Google Play. And so, ladies and gentlemen, please, please be sure to download that app because we got a lot to offer and a lot more content coming your way here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. But now, while it's time to get into WWE, let's talk about SmackDown at Madison Square Garden. I heard the attendance was pretty decent, somewhere in the middle, like above average. What did you think about that show? Above average, I would do. <laughs> yeah, it was about 13,000 people. Now, they were going to have a lot of people. Good job. Yeah. You had to expect they were going to put on a good show for Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did. They the, the, they called it a super SmackDown, which I don't know what the fuck that means. Um, I, I I I knew the show would do well, but the problem is they do that every now and then. They have a great mm-hmm. show, make you excited, and the next week is the same crap. Yep, as it was. They'll have like ten. 10 uh, tag team matches and five different rematches for the whole show. And that, to me, that's just not a good way to put together a, a wrestling event. My biggest problem with it was that Zelina, so, yeah, Zelina Vega was supposed to have mm-hmm. a match. That was the day before 9-11. And for those who don't know, she lost her father in mm-hmm. 9-11. And to not have her on that card when she was supposed to have the match, mm-hmm. they dropped the women's match. In order, I, I'm sorry. That's let's put this into perspective. You're on Twitter a lot. Mm-hmm. If AEW dropped the women's match because of time, the amount of shit they would get is insane. Now yeah, I, I, I haven't really seen much. It could have just been who I follow. But I haven't seen many people giving WWE that much shit over this. 
kids when they should have. The day before 9-11. Mm-hmm. She's returning to New York where she grew up. Yeah. The day before her father passed away in a major historical, I don't, I don't know how to word it. A major crisis? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. That's, uh, I, I, I don't want to word it wrong. And make, and, yeah. But it's a historical crisis. I'll, I'll word it that way. Yeah. Um, she deserves to be on that show. I 100% agree with you. I really do. I think she should have had that match. It was in her hometown. And it happened, like, she should have had that spot. It was guaranteed she was going to be on the card. And for them to pull it, just, I I do I do not agree with that. And people were trying to, to defend it by going, oh, but they had the contract signing. Okay. Okay, but what does it have to do with her? So what does that have to do with her? What does that have to do with having the match that was supposed mm-hmm. to be there? I, I I don't know who went over, but someone did, or a couple people did. And um, it's probably Becky. Nothing against her, but I guess my gut feeling. But that mm-hmm. segment could have went over. Uh, I, I, I just really wish she had that moment. It would be great. Yeah, I agree with you. She 100% deserved that moment. And for them to take Especially it Especially since she came back to WWE to be with her husband, mm-hmm. who right after she signed... They released him, so... Well, to, for me, for me to, for WWE to do that, I would say, it's to me, it's just disgraceful and it's disgusting. Here's the thing. They're all about making money. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. They're a business. They have every right yeah. to do that at all for that. But it's just throughout the pandemic, time and time again, they have done things that are not something that's... Uh, Best way to put it, um, not something you want to look up to. Not something that that uh, that's uh, commendable. That's the right mm-hmm. word. It's not commendable. They released hundreds of people while touting that they were having their most profit profitable year to date. They had their most profitable year, and they had to release hundreds of people. And one of them was her husband. Yeah, I I just I I don't get it. I don't know. Um, but I'll get off the uh, anti WWE train and go back to the uh, positive, which was that show of SmackDown. That was probably the best show they've had in a couple of years, from the beginning to the end. It was good. It was fast paced. It didn't get slow and make you boring. It was just a great show overall. Yeah. I did you watch it? I did. Um, my favorite match out of the whole card, Seth Rollins versus Edge, because it told a great story. It's a rivalry that goes back to 2014, and having Seth Rollins win over Edge adds more to the element. Uh, yeah, I agree. That was probably one of the better parts. Um, I, I'm a little biased on this one, but I think that the Heyman segment with Brock Lesnar. After Roman left, then he starts he's like he's afraid, so he does the Brock Lesnar introduction again. Mm-hmm. And Brock turns around and pushes him in the corner and tells him he wants his match. I thought that was great. I loved it. Yeah, um, I thought that segment was abs- I thought that se- segment was planned greatly. The way they had uh, Brock Lesnar approach Paul Heyman, it made perfect sense because. 
before I think it was ruthless aggression era because before Brock Lesnar, I think he started off without Paul Heyman or with him. Brock, yeah. Yeah, he started with. Did he? Did he start without him? I can't remember. No, he started with him. Oh, uh, he started with him. But I remember there was a point in time where they had a feud, and I think we're starting I to see some of the. He left Brock and he went to RVD. Mm-hmm. I, I believe, I don't remember exactly. That's what I want to say. If Josh was yeah. here, he he would remember. Yeah, Josh. Um, but no, I think he went with RVD. Uh, and like Brock has definitely gotten better since yeah, he has. when he um he he. Comparing him now, back then when he had no Paul Heyman now, he's better on the mic, I think. And, yeah, he is. And he's also... He looks better. Mm-hmm. The look he has right now, I think, is a much better look than he had in the past. In the past, he had a generic big guy gonna beat you up. Now he has... I don't know. I, think, I feel like this look he has now has a little bit of personality to it. I, agree. I, I that I think that's a good aspect to have to a wrestler. Absolutely, that's a a good. It's a good pattern for Brock Lesnar. It's a good way to present him in WWE right now, and it, it brings back some of those elements from the past. And now that we're seeing Brock Lesnar without Paul Heyman, I think we're gonna have uh, some more, some more key good storytelling matches between. Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. I think they would be good. Um, I think that is where Roman excels is telling a story to match, not necessarily his in-ring ability. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brock Lesnar. I, I don't. When was the last time he had a prolonged good match? Generally, his matches are ten minutes or less for the most yeah. part. Yeah, I would say. Against Ambrose, that was a bad. Yeah, I don't. I that was a bad match, though. Yeah, that was an awful um, match. Yeah, his match with Triple H at WrestleMania 29. Like, I, I there aren't aren't many of them. No, like, there's. He not. had a match where he wasn't in control the entire time, mm-hmm. and where it was prolonged. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Him and Roman can have a good match that's in less than ten minutes. No, it has to be longer. It has to be long. I don't want to see Roman Reigns or and Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar wrestle thirty minutes. That'd be brutal. I think that is a good time frame. I think that's perfect, to be honest, for for them because they not neither of them are guys who can physically carry a match in ring like uh, like AJ. Uh, Kenny Omega, Pac, Andrade, all those type of guys be in control of the match and do everything and make it great. They are that. They no. are, and by and by that, I don't mean by doing the moves. I, it, from a wrestling perspective, I I always look at the guy who is taking it and making it look good mm-hmm. as the guy who is making the match great and carrying it. Yeah. I don't think Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns can do that for a prolonged time. No, I, I, I don't think, and I don't think Brock Lesnar is a guy who would want to do that for somebody else. Mm-hmm. 
for a prolonged period of time. No. So. But if they're going to have that match, where do you think they have it? Extreme Rules or Survivor Series? Survivor Series. Brock Lesnar won't wrestle at Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules is already uh, Finn Balor, I think, right? Yeah. The Demons. Yeah, that's what you wanted to talk about, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Finn Balor made his surprising return to face Roman Reigns as the Demon. Uh, I was... I saw. I didn't watch it live, but I saw clips on YouTube, and I was really surprised by that because I, I, I normally we see Finn Balor come out with the black vested jacket and his Balor Club Worldwide gimmick, similar to his Bullet Club gimmick in New Japan. Usually he'll come out that that way, but I, it blew me away to see him come out as the Demon because. He, I saw an article a couple months ago where he said if he had to compete or in compete, uh, have a few, if WWE were to team with another company, uh, Finn Balor would use the, would use the demon gimmick, uh, crossing from WWE into the other company. I hope from what I read. I hope I hate it. I like it better as just the... Just the Ballard, well, Flower Club Worldwide. No, not even that. I, I like him better as Prince Devitt. If you ever yeah. go back to Prince Devitt, do that. Do what he did and made him successful. He's a better guy. A better character with that. Yeah. I agree with you. And I think seeing him come out that way was cool. It was a cool moment for Madison Square Garden and for, and for him to appear that way. It helped build the viewership, but I I would say to have the demon back and have him face Roman Reigns at Extreme Rules, maybe not the not the route I agree with. I think yeah, I totally agree with Lyle. I think they should have just allowed him to have more creative freedom with Prince Devitt and kind of bring that side over. They did it in NXT. Who is the Prince? Because yeah. they, they didn't want to call it Prince Devin. No, they didn't. Um, It worked. He was great. Mm-hmm. But you know what? So did uh, Karen Cross and his TikTok stuff at NXT. That was great. And they didn't want to bring that up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's... I have no idea. But... I'll talk... Let's get in... Speaking of Karen Cross, let's get into Monday Night Raw a little bit. So, uh... Big E cashed in his Money in the Bank title, a Money Bank briefcase, excuse me, on on Bobby Lashley. And I was surprised by that. I, I, I did not think he would successfully cash in. Uh, and the only reason I say that is because there have been a few wrestlers to cash in successfully in wrestling history. Only a few that have made it through. But... No, no, no. Majority of them have gotten it. I think, yeah. you, meant, I think you meant a few that have not catched Yeah, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yeah. Big difference. But, uh, yeah. I, I thought it was cool. I, I think it made perfect sense to have Big E cash in on Bobby Lashley. I think, uh, I, I think Bobby Lashley prolonged. He had the title too long. I think he had the WWE Championship way too long, in my opinion. I think it was time to... Let the title change hands. I slightly disagree. Um, I don't think it was how long he had the title. 
I think the issue was that they didn't give him the Hurt Business as a whole to work with. Mm-hmm. If they did that, I think it would have been amazing. Um, I really did do enjoy him. Um, trying to bring it up on Facebook here, but uh, our, our show. Um, but uh, I don't know. I, I feel like that definitely set a bad tone for his title reign when right before it, they took away the Hurt Business. Mm-hmm. Or right at the beginning. I think it was right after he won, they took it away. Yeah, they did. It was dumb. But, but I think giving somebody a chance to run a new face, somebody who hasn't had the WWE title a chance to run with it is pretty cool. So I think Big E will be a good WWE champion for sure. And the person I would like to see him put the title on the line against uh, on the Raw roster, probably, I would probably say, if I had to pick somebody. There's no one there's on there that people really care about. Uh, I would pick Damian Priest. But I always, he's not a heel. For, yeah, he's not a heel, but it would make it would make sense to have that match. I don't think I, I, I don't think, I don't think it makes sense having a face go up, up against a face. Um, is there a WWE title match set for Extreme Rules? Let me see. Oh, hold on. Extreme Rules. I, I think that who's Rules a good card. heel on the show right now? Yeah, I can't I can't think of anybody who's a good heel on Monday Night Raw. There's the Miz is hurt. Yeah, the Miz um, is hurt right now. John Morrison, he's great. I love him. I think he's one of my favorites. Um, but no well, one's in, no one's in I, I, You could put him against Sheamus. You could do that. Even taking big punishment. I think it would be a good match for Big E because he's 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 a big guy. I th- How big is he? Hold on, like I want to see his weight. He's big. He is. I would say, if I had to guess, two eighty. Uh, two eighty five. I was close. All right. Yeah. So, because uh, two eighty five pounds against Shane Russell. Yeah, pure muscle. It would be a brawl. It would be a a, 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 a striking match. It would be something. Now, who else is the? Uh, it would be. A, I think it would be a good match for a lot of people to enjoy. I think that they, they could have Bobby Lashley feud with him. Go at it. I think that would be good because you know Bobby Lashley kind of had that split sprung up on him at the last minute. They could make mm-hmm. something like that happen. Get a rematch. But after he loses, would, would that really be something that they continue? I don't think so. No, and they need they need more heels on the Raw roster because I cannot think of anybody else. They need top heels. Yeah, they, they need... don't have a top heel on on Raw. No, they don't. Which it's very know, scarce right now. Someone on Twitter made a, a uh, said that the money in the bank is a concept that should not be happening because majority of the time it's a uh, face that cashes in on a. Uh, beaten down heel. When honestly, I think it should be the reverse. I think that the money in the bank should be mainly won by heels. Or when CM Punk turned heel by cashing in on Jeff Hardy right after he won. Mm-hmm. I think that is a perfect way to have a cash in. When the way Big E did it, I, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan. No. Um, the way that uh, guys like Damien, I, I, I don't like that. 
I just don't think it's good. Because then, like, then it's not you're not guaranteed to know who's going to come out with the championship. And it makes the show a lot better that way. Um, Mike uh, Kyoto is also probably the best referee at stretching out the cash-in and making it a better moment and getting the crowd going crazy. You go and you look back at some of the times during cash-in where he would, like, stretch it out, make the moment last, and he did it so well. I think it, I forget who it was, maybe Bailey, where he just, I don't think it was Bailey, maybe it was Carmella, where he mm-hmm. kept just asking her, are you sure you want to cash in? Are you sure you want to? And the crowd just kept getting louder and louder. He, he did a great job, and I think having that aspect makes Money in the Bank better. And the way that he cashed in, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of. But we are going to be going to break. And when we get back, we're going to be talking about All Out. So stay here. It's going to be entertaining as we also get Josh back. Yep. Josh will be very, joining us very, very shortly. So stick with us on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. It, it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Are you ready? Now welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. Yes, yes, yes. Hey everybody, I'm here. Now the show sucks. What happened? Now the show sucks. Yeah, really, you would say that, but I yeah, we had downloads a few weeks ago. Actually, when you think about it, we had the 7,000 downloads, and Lyle wasn't on the show, so I guess who's the one that really sucks? Okay, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're look kind of pixelated as it is. I guess he's already gone. So. I looked like that was from Windows 98 for the last, like, three weeks. He kind of, he looks like a hologram. That's what no, he, kind of he looks like. like the, he looks like the Minecraft ghoul. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, we're back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Off the Map right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, joining you every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to thank my two guys right here, Alex Lowe's, Lyle Gillen, for filling in for me. I had um, back-to-school night tonight uh, teaching because it's the beginning of the school year, so I had to do that. But I'm back for the last hour of the show. And uh, I was not even able to even know what you guys – I'm guessing you guys pretty much did a lot of AEW, if I'm not mistaken, no, right? No, we started off with PWI, Pro Wrestling uh, Illustrated 500, and we talked about some stuff in this magazine, the uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated edition for November of 2021. Hello? Hi. Oh, I think Josh – oh. oh, there he is. There I am. I didn't know what that was. That was weird. Okay. Yeah. You, so pretty much you spoke about the, was it like the top, what, the top wrestlers of the year? Mm-hmm. And then Things we like give our feedback on that and what we thought of the top wrestlers <clears throat> on the, the PWI 500 list and who we think should have been moved up a bit, up, 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 up the ladder a bit on that list. Okay. That and sounds then, awesome. And then we talked about the 2021 an- annual PWI Reader's Poll. Which was? 
Uh, so there were a few in there like this one. I know, Josh, this this probably doesn't make sense to you. It didn't make sense to me or Lyle at all. But number 17, this poll said, on a weekly basis, which promotion do you think offers the best in-ring action match quality? Uh, 44% said AEW, 12% New Japan Pro Wrestling, 21% WWE, and others 23%. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's wait like, what? Yeah, so they people think WWE is better than New Japan. No, they're saying AEW is better than New Japan. No, 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 no. But twenty one percent for WWE. Yeah, they're saying WWE is better. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what he's saying. I mean, that don't make no sense. No. It well, doesn't. hey, one point seven million <laughs> people still wait. Still, after dinner, decide. I'm going to turn my TV on at 8 o'clock and watch Monday Night Raw. So that right. doesn't make sense in itself. Well, first of all, <laughs> I, I do want to give a quick shout out to Big E for winning the WWE Championship. Yeah, yeah. Well-deserved. He mm-hmm. definitely has earned it. He deserves it for sure. And you saw um, one of the statements he actually said after he won was this one was for Brody. He was very close to Brody Lee. Yeah, he, he was. was. Very, very close with him. And... You know, Brody Lee gave him a lot of guidance and advice when they worked together in the WWE and everything like that. And <clears throat> just to, to really just to see a guy like, and you saw it even all around the wrestling community, people were tweeting mm-hmm. it out yesterday from AEW to WWE mm-hmm. to released wrestlers to Ring of Honor wrestlers. Everybody was so happy that he won. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really speaks volumes of the kind of character and the kind of guy that Big E is. Now we see how he's um, going to be built, right? How is he going to be booked? Because let's remember, too, everybody in AEW, in WWE, in, in Ring of Honor, Impact, all those companies were like that for Bianca Belair. She was, they were ecstatic about Bianca. She won. It was great. It was awesome. And we all, the three of us thought it was the right call. And then they booked her the worst possible way. They gave her they, they gave her no competition on SmackDown. Then they had her losing five seconds to Becky Lynch. I mean, it literally was you couldn't have booked her booked her any worse than you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a problem. So hopefully they booked Big E the proper right way. I, I I mean, I don't have any faith in Vince at this point. Um, I mean, I'm watching NXT tonight. It, now Rick Steiner's son looks legit. He does look legit, like oh, a guy that heard, yeah. he, he really does look really freaking good. The thing that confused me was okay, you have LA Knight fighting him. Oh, LA Knight's in the champion. They talk about Rick Steiner's son's name. They made it one one thing. Think yeah, I, Rick Steiner, and then they changed it. Yeah, well, they they don't Ron even know what Breaker. It's a Breaker. <laughs> I mean, they don't even know what to call. What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Hendricks, whatever. Who's the guy that Brock Lesnar look alike? They don't even know what to call him at this point. They changed his name five thousand times. Yeah, they changed it to Harland uh, or something. Gunner yeah, Harland, I mean, they yeah. changed. That's I mean, a better name though than Braun Breaker with two Ks. I mean, I tell you this, Mandy Rose with 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 as a brunette, by the way, <laughs> way better than as a blonde. What a banger yeah. she looks like! So wow. I, I obviously have not been able to watch the show. Maybe oh was, man, let me tell you, when you like a brunette, a, a green screen. Another reason is because I'm doing the show. So everything I, I am hearing, if it looks like WWTV on TV. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's just what it is. But I got to tell you, Mandy Rose as a brunette, two thumbs up from this guy. 
I can tell you that right now. Anyway, what'd you say? I did. Well, no. So I don't even know what Puss is. I mean, she is a natural brunette. I mean, she is. No, she is a natural brunette. But it's like, because she always, with the dyeing of the hair blonde. So it's like, I never, I, I mean, it was like when I first was That's dating right. her. It's, it's 2021. You can be whatever you want to be now. I mean, I, well, now she's got, she has the. Or she, be a blonde, be a blonde. Well, no, she, um, so she actually did, um, she actually got the idea from Alexa Bliss to do the pink tips on her hair. So she did that now. She actually got that idea from Alexa Bliss, so. Is that recent? Yeah, about. A couple weeks ago, I believe she got them. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, no. So, I mean, it was she. It was interesting. She saw it on Instagram, Alexa Bliss's Instagram, and she was like, "Wow, this is a really cool idea. I like the the way the hairstyle is." And she did it, and you know, so it went with that. But besides that, you know, what's interesting is you got you know we haven't. I know we've been off. We were off last week, and we're glad we're back, of course. But. You know, there's still ways we're still letting everything marinate from what happened at All Out. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, like we're still letting everything really unfold from everything at All Out, right? Like everything is still saying. And I know Lyle's going to Prudential Center tomorrow. He's, you know, let me tell you something. You go to an indoor arena with wrestling fans, you better double mask that shit. I'll tell you that right I now. told you. I'm wearing a... N95. It might be an N95. Yeah. With the standard cloth mask on the knees. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's what I would freaking do. You wear that and cover your cover your, cover your your butthole too while you're at it. Cover any hole in your body. <laughs> hand sanitizer. Well, let me tell you. Did you see? So on wrestling ticks... On WrestleTix, on their on the Twitter feed, they had to add more sections for a Prudential Center tomorrow. Well, they, yeah, they, always, they always do that. They always um, block off a cer- certain seats, and then after yeah, they, they do their setup, they release more based off of what their setup is. WWE <laughs> does it, and everyone does it. It's uh, I love Snug. He goes, "I rented a hazmat suit. He's good to go." <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know what? I could, I could be like uh, Monsoon Bank when. A uh, sock touches you. And oh like, my god, yes. <laughs> I remember they take <laughs> Shavos, Harold. Oh, everything. Well, you know what's interesting is because at Grand Slam, which I still think is going to be a, a very large crowd, is still going to be going to that show because you now have to have at least one dosage of the vaccine. And now people were saying, oh, is this going to turn off people from going to the show? Absolutely. People are still going to go. People, I mean, a lot of people, let's face it, New York State alone. Is one of the highest rated states, I believe. Or, with one dose. Yeah. So it's to have already at least one dose of the vaccine. You no, know, when you go to Alex, you know, you go to Alex's state in Florida. It's Alabama 2.0. Yeah. <laughs> I have to and, tell you. So. And um, the thing is with that uh, Arthur S show, if people were going to be leaving, the resale tickets, the amount would have gone up. It really didn't. People decided they don't want to go because they have a vaccine mandate. Tickets would be reselling on Ticketmaster, and it's not. It's staying roughly around the same, and they're still selling. After yeah. That. So if they announce a Daniel Bryan Omega or Daniel Bryan Adam Cole, um, those tickets are going to sell like hotcakes. I think yeah, they. Absolutely. I think they could do um, Hobbs versus Punk at Grand Slam. That would be cool. That would be really cool. I think you're gonna see you're gonna see Brian Cole and, and, and um Punk all on the show wrestling. 
Yeah, that, that's a given. I mean, when you're going to have 18, 19,000 people at the show, I think it's a given that that's like Tony Khan's going to make this the biggest dynamite he's ever produced. I mean, that's that's what the goal of this whole thing is, right? Because look at what All Out did in this perspective, right? So originally, they were going to have their show in St. Louis for a full year. And I don't even like I now they have to move it. Um I forget the reason why. I because think it's see has an event that weekend and they don't want to screw with that. So they're just well, even even so, the arena they were putting it in for this roster, it's it's too small. You 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 have to start to think big picture that the new Islanders arena in December, they're selling those tickets like crazy right now. Like you have to think. We're too big for these. I know what AEW is trying to do, but they have to do these. They have to do bigger arenas now. Mm-hmm. It's time. Now I'm curious how many t- tickets that sold for UBS. I'm gonna look up. I think it was when I let. I think it was 82. percent I think were sold already. A lot were sold during the pre-sale. A lot with them, and I would 110 percent love to be going to that show. That's the only thing is that's literally two weeks before my son mm-hmm. is is due. So. And there is supposed to be a show at in Orlando at UCF University of Central Florida at at addition. Now, Fox. how many? Now, Alex, how many? How many fans does that place hold? Uh, let me see. Look that up. Overall, yeah, because I'm just thinking off the top of my head with this roster, like, hello, you sold out the United Center for a one hour rampage show. Like you're too big, you're too you're too big for a small. I know what AEW is trying to do, and I completely get it. But it's time to adjust, in the sense that your roster is way too big and too popular to be in like five or six thousand seat arenas. It's ten thousand. See, that's nice. That's good. Yep. For a big for wrestling. For a dynamite, that's good. Yeah, it's ten thousand normally. Wrestling is a big place for Florida, so that's a nice like like I love the idea of what they're doing with Dark now with the yeah, Universal, and this having is, this a universe is genius. This is their Orlando debut too, so this is the first time they'll actually be having a show in in Orlando. Yeah, and listen, let me tell you something. I used to go see. I saw TNA when they were in Orlando. It was awesome. It was great. Tickets sold out in like five seconds the moment they went up. And I can tell you right now by looking at this seating chart, there's a lot of sections still available. Because the only seats that are gone right now are, are like the uh, level one seats about how many? Let's see. When's the show again? It is Saturday, October 23rd. Oh, they have time. Yeah, so they there's like about time. one, two, three. Their, their, their roster is it's just too big for small arenas now. Yeah, is there are seven of the of the section one uh, one level seats gone. And then the, the ring seats, the floor seats, there's only section one and two. Uh, next to the ramp. So I mean, work. you know, like I said, and and I just I, I told both of you this. I, I like I said, I understood AEW what they were trying to do at first. They wanted to be different. Mm-hmm. They wanted to start small. It's it, it's when you have CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, the Young know. Bucks, the Lucha Bros, Ruby Soho. Uh, you know, Brent Baker, the FTR. I could go on and on about, you know, Adam Cole, all these names. You can't do 5,000-seat arenas anymore, 6,000-seat no. arenas. It, that, that, those days are over. Yep. This is a – this is a. 
I mean, they're getting fourteen thousand for Prudential Center tomorrow. They're getting nineteen thousand for Grand Slam. I mean, it, it's time to really expand. Yeah, and, and they get could, bigger venues. And Tony can afford it. They can afford it. And they could sell. They could sell out Edition Arena too. Well, I will tell you this, and I, I think Lyle will appreciate this. Their three New York shows are selling really, really, really well right now. Their Grand Slam show, their show in December, and their Prudential Center show. Look for them to do more shows on the East Coast in the New York, New Jersey area. Yep. New Jersey, that much credit. Why? Why? They still sold 14000 Because they're not New York. Hey, listen, it's, it's still, they call it the tri-state area. If AEW were to come to New Jersey, I would totally go. Doesn't matter to me. You were supposed to. I was until I found out I was having my son. Let's be real here. This was blood and guts from 2020. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going back to the point I was going to make earlier. Okay, so you were saying 10,000 people for the uh, Orlando show. Well, that's yep. the capacity, that's capacity event. So after the stage and after everything they're going to do, it's probably going to be closer to 8,000 capacity. And Which is that's fair, yeah. yeah. For a dynamite, that's fair. So they also don't open up all their seating. So they're probably going to open up 6,000 seating off the, at the beginning. So the partial view seats like adjacent to the Tron, they're probably not selling yet. They probably won't sell that until everything else is gone. Same way they did for Arthur Ashe and Prudential Center. Um, they wait for all the other shows, and then they open up the the partial view seats later on. Well, what I realized is they'll go around the bowl. Yes. They go from, they go from the back, and they'll go around as it goes. And they go, as, as it goes around, that's what they did with Arthur Ashe. And I watched it. As the inside bowl went, they kept going around. As the outside bowl went, they kept going around. So they'll keep opening up the next section over. It appears that that is how they're targeting um, selling, because I think they want to get it. They want to have people in certain areas, and they're trying to control it. Especially for television. Yes. That's the key point. You want, And especially because, you know, you always see it like on WWE shows, right? Like if you yeah. buy a ticket to a, a Raw, and if you have a if you have a ticket to the side where the camera's never on, they'll if the if it doesn't sell well, they'll move your seat. They'll move it so you they fill up those seats on the camera so it looks like it's crowded, but then you get a view from Twitter and it's yeah. like half the stadium is gone. <laughs> yeah, that's what um that's what they would always do at the Coliseum Raw. It would be they would sell it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Then when it, they didn't sell well, they would block off half the building and push everybody to the other side. That happened one year with us for um, takeover for at Barclays, and, and 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 we and the host and Barclays it was it was packed, and we no, were like, no, what happened to us is we were put, put behind a giant pole. Well, that was well, that was that, but I'm saying though, in general, the stadium was so packed, it and they were saying, oh, NXT sold out, but it's like. No, it's not. They could have sold these tickets. People would have went. Mm-hmm. They didn't do the same thing for WrestleMania 33 because they did the same thing with that. When I went to WrestleMania in Orlando with my friend, they put us right behind the between the the structure between the, the whatever it's called the stage, it's like the stage lighting, everything. Like, yeah, they put us right behind the pillar. Yeah. So. Barclay Center has these screens that are up on angles up in the corner. Oh, we're not in the corner. Up on the sides. They're all the way up, up yeah. there. On like a, the pillars or whatever they yeah, are. And, and yeah. they have pillars holding them up. 
and mm-hmm. the tickets don't say Pulse Review if you're behind No, them. they don't. No, they and don't. They, how was you doing, Alex? You've been there. <laughs> no, I just know by I, I, I know by experience right they didn't put partial partial view on the uh, okay. WrestleMania 33 ticket. Um. Oh well, that's different. They never put. They never used to do that. When we went to WrestleMania 29, they didn't put partial view behind those pillars. <laughs> it was stupid. Um. It, it's just. I don't know. Barclay Center is absolutely. I mean, to be fair, Hammerstein did the same thing for us for New Japan. <laughs> <laughs> That we had partial view and they would have moved this to the front row. <laughs> 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 WWE didn't do that. Nobody. That my was as dead of a wrestling show. My friend who get. was an usher at the. Uh, I mean, we were the only ones in our section. My friend who was the usher at Barclays Center for that takeover show. I told him, hey, we can't see. We're looking behind a pillar. You don't see your section here? Sit wherever you want. Which okay. was so stupid because they could have sold that section. No, it, it's okay. It's the same thing I told um, Alex before. It's hard camp section. So they block it off because they don't know how many seats that they're going to need for that section. Yeah. And once they stick it out, then they open it up the day of. So that's why, that's why that's, that's how every wrestling company does it. AEW, I don't know why WWE. Oh, you know what? That's why we kept looking on StubHub. Yes, <laughs> looking, remember, the seat, remember the seat we were in and nobody was buying it? It was like a $500 seat somebody was charging for it. Yeah, we were looking at available seats online. Um, <laughs> it's even it's even worse when you're sitting in partial view and you still have giant people in front of you blocking your view. I gotta be honest with that. I forgot. I mean, How much of a cartoon character does he look like right now? No, he doesn't look like one. Um, so I guess he'll become, I mean... he become a ninja? Like that, uh... That, uh... Uh, Viking Raiders... Uh, what, what what's what, what are they called? That faced the Usos on Friday. Three profits. Oh, Three profits. Yeah. Did they make Kushida a ninja like they did? So like, I think it was what what's his name? Crap! Akira Tozawa. Yes, they made him a ninja in that. <laughs> <laughs> So. I could totally picture them doing that to, to Kushida. Um like like so, Ron Breaker or Von Wagner. <laughs> do, we want, do we want to go to break now and when we come back we, we can digest a little bit from all out? You know, because we haven't not I don't think we've gotten any insight on some of the three of us about all out and what we thought of it. No, we haven't. We can talk about it. All right, so you know what, Speedy, we're gonna go to break now. When we come back, we're gonna spend the last half. Um We'll do a quick break. It'll be about a minute or so, and then we're going to come back and we're going to digest a while because there's a lot to get into for sure with that. This is Off the Mat right here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. It, it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Rest in peace. Welcome to the Shield of Justice. I'm the Boogeyman, and I'm coming to get you. Oh, it's true. Now, welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, ladies and gentlemen, right Hold here on Sports Radio Network. I know why, Alex. So basically, Speedy's. I don't. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Speedy will not be here next week. I, that is uh, correct, Alex. That's why he wants you to stay on because he's probably. I, I gotta say, um, so NXT is debuting a new guy. And his name is Tony D'Angelo. 
That's racist. Long until you think <coughs> that's racist. You know what? It's, 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 on, it's, it's on his Reddit. He won't last. Don't worry. For those who don't know, who 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 um got suspended when he was in, in junior hockey for calling players on his team racial slurs. Um, he's the most hardcore Trump supporter. He is probably the he is a majorly racist, one hundred percent. Go on his Reddit. It's phenomenal stuff. Like. <laughs> How are you so told that? You get this guy. Well, let's get off the WWE. Somebody better tell him who who that hockey player is because maybe people will get it confused and then they'll think bad things about the wrestler. So let's get into All Out and let's digest what happened. Now, I was in Florida watching it. I got to, I I watched it to a point until right before the punk match started that I had the gun. Then I watched it when I got back to my room afterwards. Um, Which was, listen, um, as a wrestling as a wrestling fan, that was probably that was probably the best wrestling show I have seen in about yeah fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, pay per view wise, and I've seen some good pay per views. That was probably the best pay per view. I mean the, the 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 last ten minute sequence of that show was. Can I say one thing? Okay, so everyone, if you're at home. Go to your, go to wherever you keep your liquor, and take out a shot glass. He's about to. No, I'm not going to say WCW because it wasn't 15 years no, ago. No, no, no. He's going to say WrestleMania 20 like five times. So bring out that shot glass. WrestleMania 20. I was. Well, there, I swear it, it actually, if you, if you did, well, unfortunately, if you did your math correctly, WrestleMania 20 wasn't 15 years ago. I know, but you're gonna bring it up. Again. I'm just saying, so you you're know, so that, up, that's a I've known point. you for ten years here now, man. I, I trust me, I do God's work knowing you for ten years. So there's that. <laughs> um, to this point where it's, I mean, I, listen, how are we gonna trust you at this point? Can't even do the math correctly. Jesus Christ! I mean, then again, if you ever want to have something good, let Lyle be your, let Lyle be your travel agent. He'll get you, he'll get you a great trip, <laughs> but he just won't get you home on the right day. No. no. <laughs> 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 What happened? Have Mark be your travel agent. At least Mark will get me home on the day I need to get home. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark is bilingual. He can speak different languages. I think, no, he's more than bilingual. He no. speaks more than two languages. Wait a second. I'm so confused. Hold on a second. Why is... Why is this guy? Wait, holy crap! You're already confused watching a WWE program. <laughs> Where is he going? Where did um? <laughs> what was the Fatal Four? Wait, where did Kyle O'Reilly go? Oh, they totally got rid of it. It didn't tell anybody. It's 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 just gone. It's just gone. <laughs> yeah, hey, where did Kyle that. O'Reilly go? Who's this Von Wagden guy? Exactly. Von Wagner. He looks like a younger version of Kane with hair. He's Von Wagner. Oh, I'm. Oh man, I'm so confused by this now. This is wild. It's WWE. What do you think is gonna happen? <laughs> I know, but like, I just want to like know, like, what? I mean, Mandy Rose is turning a brunette. Ellen Knight's losing in the first match. You are I mean, this is like. I mean, they got a, a random ass guy fighting for the NXT Championship. Like, this is too much for me. No, she was. She did not look better on the brunette. No, I think blonde, hundred percent. No, I don't, I don't like blonde. Oh. 
You know what? In the end, she looks good regardless. And I don't think it matters. Oh my god, Von Wagner looks like. Wait, where did where did cut where did Kyle Riley go? I just googled what he looked like. He looks like Brian Tillman if Brian Perlman had uh, ha- was on crack five times in a row. Where did Kyle Riley go? I'm so lost. This is like I don't even know who this guy is. What the hell? They just get rid of. Oh, like, but they just—he was unable to compete in the match, so they got rid of him for this guy. This guy's gonna win the NXT Championship now. Why did they I'm put sorry, him in the match? But this is why <laughs> WWE is bad. Like it's so obvious Triple H is booking this right now. It's so he obvious that he is or he is that he isn't. Is he isn't. No, I know How he's not. Many? You know who should win this match that could salvate this entire thing? Keep done. Thank you. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say it. You're so predictable. I mean, it's like let's 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 salvage this episode of this NXT episode, okay? They did just extend it. He looks. He his name was Cal Bloom before. Well, he's the son of Wayne Bloom, who used to wrestle in the WWE and then the NWA. Oh. So, um, but like I said, in all seriousness, Rick Steiner's son looked great. Um, re- he really did. He was I very impressive in that match. I don't think him a name with Steiner in the last name. I'm sorry. Why? No. Um. So, like I said, I going back to All Out. I mean, that last five minute sequence was just it was yeah, a lot was to awful. take in. It was a lot to take in. With Cole and Danielson, um, Soho showing up was perfect. Punk, the Punk match was really good. We had, like I said, we had John Alba on a few weeks ago, and John Alba said it best. He said, "I don't know why everybody's everybody's talking about you know if this is too big for Darby, it's more of a can CM Punk go because he didn't wrestle in seven years, and Punk did a very good job." Yeah, he did. Um, One thing I loved I was, that match was I don't know if you noticed it. When Darby did the coffin drop and Punk flipped up, Punk went for the cover. And then what did Darby do? He took him by the shoulders and did the same pin that Cody did when he did that same kind of cover to Cody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved that. I thought that was perfect storytelling and perfect progress of showing when Darby was younger and learning and in kayfabe, of course, and getting better as a wrestler. And I just love that sequence. I, it, it honestly made me pop. I got off my couch. I oh my god! I love that entire thing. I love the psychology behind it. I love that sequence so much. What what was what was your favorite match from the whole card, Josh and Lyle? For because for me it was the AEW World Tag Team Championship. By far, that was by far. That's the match that actually Alba and I said that was going to be the match that stole the show. Was and it did. Uh, the the Lucha Bros. Back. He actually, John thought Pac, he thought Pac, um, I think that would have been fun. Andrade would have if they went, and I said the taxi match. Nah, the taxi match was stellar. Nothing was happening at the taxi I, match. No, no, I think they could have. With more time and no commercial, they definitely could have. But L- what, listen, what the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks did was to arguably the greatest tag, mm-hmm. he, the greatest cage match ever. Yeah. I would agree. But, By far. You know, what do you think was a better match? Young Bucks, with Kenny and Hangman, or that Hangman, or that tag team match. I still think Young Bucks, Kenny Hangman. And I would say this tag team match. Was I, I, I really, really, match. really genius. We're talking about really. Yeah. 
match with Hangman and Kenny? Yeah. Yeah, that was what Lyle was talking about. That one of the cage match. And then you said the tag team match. Oh. <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't realize so it. No, to me, it's the, it, to me, it's the cage match, and I'll say why. The reason yeah. being is because I know Kenny and, and, and Hangman have a, have a story, mm-hmm. but in my opinion, you witnessed two of the best tag teams in the right. world today who would already have a a very rich history as well. I mean, you have to remember, forget the buy-in show. That those four are four in the first out at the first show. So I mean, what those are that... the, uh... Sorry, I thought you were done. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm just saying that it was that was there's a history between those four. Yeah. And it was told in that ring. Yeah. I, I like that. What did you think of the uh uh, Miro Eddie match. I liked it. I I'm waiting for. Uh, to me, I still think, and this is what's going to happen. I think it's going to be Jungle Boy that ends Miro's reign. As I, don't, I don't think so. I think it's going to be Hobbs. But Hobbs would then have to turn face then. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily. I don't know if they're going to do a heel versus heel. No. Well, I, no, but AEW has done that in the past. Or you could have Malachi Black doing like a triple threat match. You could have Hobbs win the match if it's a triple threat match. Like, mm-hmm. if it's Hobbs versus Miro versus, you know, give me a guy, John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Like you could do it that way. Yep. I, I, I they've done it before where they've had two heels face each other, or two faces face each other. Um, well, I, I thought the match was okay. I, I thought the match was great. I absolutely love the finish. I thought the finish was great. I oh, know the finish was great. I, the way the they referee worked, got on Twitter. The way they worked that crowd was so good. And they, it was perfect because the referee got on Twitter after the match and everything like that. This was started off with um, it looking like an accident, like when they ripped off the turnbuckle. And then, you know, like most referees always do, they go and fix it. And they timed that perfectly mm-hmm. with Eddie getting the, a great pin opportunity where everyone thought, everyone thought he's going to win it. They sold it so well. And he was over there fixing, fixing the turnbuckle. Yep. And I, I just thought that was great. I thought the way they worked that crowd was very well done. I thought uh, Moxley and um, Kojima. Kojima was great. And then to have yep. Minoru come out at the end was awesome. And now it looks like a Grand Slam. You're going to have uh, Moxley and Kixton going up against um, this is part of the former Suzuki Goon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer, which I think is fantastic. I think it's a, you know, Khan really adding an element of New Japan in there and gotten those are four guys, you know, that are somewhat, they know each other very well. The Suzuki come out was, I think, great. I mean, and again, that's why Brian Danielson said also, that a big match he wants is Osprey. Also, they are recording an episode of Rampage on Jericho's ship. And. He is going to be there, but what I've been told is he is not competing. He's just doing an interview. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who told you that? It was online. I forget who was who said it, but the report is that he will not be wrestling on it. I think he. Had, I think it's just an interview he's doing for a podcast for Jericho. 
and that's all he's doing. That would be awesome. I think it'd be great. That'd be fantastic. I would love that. Maybe they're saying that now. I mean, maybe. Listen. Hide it? Possibly, but I mean, at the same – like, Danielson said he wants that match with Osprey. If you're going to do it, he's in the States. Um, Do it sooner than later. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, get it done – rather quickly before everything opens up again and then Osprey's back in Japan and there's no option anymore. So yeah. now I know what the three of us would prefer. But as a ratings draw, speaking hypothetically, what do you think would be better at Grand Slam? Osprey, Brian, or Brian Omega? What would you think would draw more? Oh, I think I Osprey say, I think Osprey Brian. Osprey says uh Omega, Omega. That's Omega's more... been around. I think Omega Bryant has been hyped a lot longer. Omega is a bigger name. And I think more people know of that. And when they hear that, they want to tune into it. The I only think... reason why I would say more people would want Osprey Bryant is because you can still do Omega Bryant anytime you want. Yeah. You are still in the States. Yep. When the country opens up he's again. Gonna for, he's going to be here for a bit. Yeah, but you don't know if, how long. And Omega's already in the company. Danielson's already in the company. Dave mm-hmm. fans know you can make well, that match happen any time. It's, it's not about when you could do it. It's about the question is who, which one would draw more? And here's the thing. Kenny, it's, there's no point to it. It's just a hypothetical. Oh, wow. Whatever. Who won? Champa. Oh, really? Ooh. Yeah. I'll have to Boy, find LA Nike completely um, buried tonight. He got pinned twice in both matches. Jesus Christ. Wait a second. It's only 9.45. Is the show over? I, I said it before. They're having the stupid wedding as the main event. Oh, uh, right. Oh, I forgot about that. No, like I said, I think... <laughs> that main event, that segment is main eventing over their world title. You know what? I, I, I will say this. At the same – you know, it's – I mean, I'll take either I'll take either match. I think the fans will take well, either we will, match. I'm going to be upset. We, we will because we are – we watch New Japan. We are familiar with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Not and as many it, people are. No. So Kenny Omega is just a bigger name. Yeah, but a lot of AEW fans watch New Japan. Well, they know AEW too. It. But see, AEW is trying to reach out – Pass just AEW fans and continue building. Well, well, Osprey's big in Japan. Well, you could still they bring want to build it. on still... the in the U.S. because that's going to get the viewership up. Like I said, I I think that's... you could have that match is going to happen at any point because they're both within the company together. I just think an Osprey Danielson match is kind of a rare. Mm-hmm. Situation that can happen, and there's an opportunity to really have it. I still because again, when the country puts up Osprey, I don't think he's going to be coming here for a while because he, so he lives rating, in Japan. The rating mm-hmm. would be higher for Omega Brian, 100. Yeah. Oh, I think the rating would be higher, but you, I mean, well, you would rather they, have more. No, I mean, no, no, no. It wasn't what you would rather have more. It was which one would get a bigger rating for the company. Oh, bigger. Okay, that's different. Yeah, then it would be Omega Danielson. Then that's a different. Yes. Yeah, then then it would be. You nice. really want you want to get me going? Have me give me GY Omega too. You know, because you want to talk about the Bullet Club stuff going on, or bring in people we haven't seen cross over to AEW AEW yet, like uh, Zack Saber Junior. or uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the other guy that's in uh, 
Suzuki Goon. I love Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, bring that would be great. Bring, bring in, in Zack Sabre Jr. I, Zack Sabre Jr. and Daniel Garcia. Yeah. Hey, hell yeah. That would be a that, phenomenal match. Zack Sabre, Brian Danielson. Yeah, that too. I mean, that would be, I mean, that's a, you know. What I'd really like to see is Johnny Gargano get out of NXT. That's what I'd really like to see. His contract is up. Oh, please. He, he wants a guy that fits the mold of AEW? Uh, I, I think he needs to – I think he should go somewhere else for a while. Go back to Ring of Honor for a bit. Um, I think he has too much WWE stench on him. He might – hey, listen, but that WWE stench gave him matches of the year. Yeah, and the way they do things, like you can even see with Adam Cole, he has to get out of that process a little bit, and it, it, he just has to. I think it was Gargano is even more because that yeah. heel character he's been doing is really bad. He no, I think it's awful, but at the same time, even he has like to really, I mean, look at Malachi Black. Malachi Black, he didn't get out of it for a while. He got right in thirty days, boom, in. <laughs> he, yeah, but he was out of WWE for thirty days. Even while he was in there. <laughs> well, no, it's something he still didn't get. I mean, look, I, I think if Gargano was available, I think I think he fits what AEW looks for in a wrestler. I would agree, yeah. I would love to see him versus Kenny Omega in a match. Oh, my God. I am getting a little bit exhausted, though, of them just signing guys yeah. when I think that Really That's fine. Like you listen, it's not about just signing guys, it's about signing the right guys. Yeah. Like well, I mean, you guys in there tell me that you wouldn't want to watch Kenny Omega versus Johnny Gargano. I mean I, I, I would hundred percent, but how many more guys are they gonna have to bring in when they have look, it, rumored to be Bray Wyatt coming in now? If they both if they both say this is a guy that's gonna help us, I'm gonna trust them. I'm gonna trust them to do the right thing by these guys and these girls. They, it's not like just signing Bad people from the WWE that just don't. Fit. I mean, they're they're signing people that legitimately fit. Like, look at what they've done with Miro, Malachi Black, and Andrade in the last month. Let's let's be real. AEW is literally becoming PWG. Yes, I agree with that. That's fair. That's what it's becoming. All the top guys who have been around in Ring of Honor and PWG is now going to AEW. I mean, look, he's talking to Leo Rush again. Look what's happening yeah. also. Look what's happening with Kevin Owens. His contract's running up. Yeah, the he's – oh, he's – him and Sammy Zayn, both of them. Him and Sammy Zayn, both of them. I think they're gone. 100% they're gone. Him and Zayn are yeah, both going to probably go to AEW. I heard and they, they, now, and then they – Now there's more! And I mean, look at it this way. Leo Rush. Yeah. You know, Leo Rush – Leo Rush is probably coming back to AEW, I think, which is great. I think that's awesome. They need a guy like kind of like – a jungle boy style guy. They don't need a whole bunch of big heavy duty guys. They, you know, they can use some middleweight lower tier guys mm-hmm. that can help the, uh, that can help the mid card. You know, that can help. You know what I just thought of? Cause Josh, what based on what Josh said, El Generico versus jungle boy. <laughs> there you go. And they give him the El Generico character. That'd be great. Oh, that has to happen. I mean, that would be, I mean, that would be like, <laughs> like, like I look at like like I said, if Tony Khan and Cody both feel that Bray Wyatt's going to help them because of the creative mind that Bray Wyatt has and he'll have full control of his character, which is what Vince gave him somewhat for the Swamp character with the Wyatt family, which got over very well. 
then you're gonna you're gonna trust the guy. Like yeah, and like I already think that he's gonna become the leader of the Dark Order. That's what I think is going to end up happening. I don't um, because I think I the Dark Order needs something. They're they're boring right think, now. I think I still think it's gonna be Hangman getting full on leadership. I do. I think it's gonna be Bray. I think they need. They're so boring right now. I mean, they're yeah, boring. They're, they're boring. They have been ever since Hangman come off. Ever since Hangman, I mean, they're boring. Like, I think a guy like Bray could give them a fresh face in there because the thing is, he was best friends with Brody, so I think it kind of will help it in the sense that he knows how he could be. He's already been the leader of a group of a faction. The only he thing, has experience of doing it. The only thing is that doesn't fit the mold that they've been for since Brody Lee passed away. They've been they're more BTE. Which is so, sucky. I don't like that. I like I it when Brody it. was in charge. I love it. I, no, I, I liked it when Brody was in charge. I think them as as full on comedy guys is amazing. I see I hated I liked them when Brody was in charge. They were total bad they were a badass group that would beat the crap out of Cody and Brandy and QT. And they left them hanging there. It was that was Brody Lee was TNT champ. They were a kick-ass group. They came in as a as a unit. Like the comedy is funny once in a while, but now it's just stupid. Yeah, now they're over. It's, it's not especially when Brody passed. Ever since Brody passed, it's not funny anymore. Yeah. Oh, I think it's amazing. I can I I I love it. I think it has a great dynamic with Hangman. Um, and I think especially if Hangman's gonna be staying with that group, they should keep up the uh, what they've been doing. Mm. Well, agree to disagree with that, but um, we're okay. going to end our show. What happened? Before we get go to finishing move, I, I wanted to ask you two about this. Who who you want? Who you want to win the G one this year? Did you the G one? It's a good question. Because mine, I mine, I picked Jeff Cobb. I saw you pick Jeff Cobb, and I like that pick a lot. Um, go, go to. Lyle say go to. Go to Shingo. Yeah, we've, seen, we, we've seen what they can do in the past. Yeah, that's if they, true. If they now do it, give it a Wrestle, a, uh, Wrestle Kingdom match, uh, that would be spectacular. Um, hmm. Cobb would be very good, especially in a match against Shingo. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Zack Sabre win it. Yeah, that'd be a good one, too. Zack Sabre versus Shingo would be good. So yeah, they, they, they're they are, something unique. Mm-hmm. You know, you, maybe Abushi wins it, but isn't Abushi's hurt, isn't he? No, That's, I think he's back, yeah. Oh, he's, he's back, back, so I mean, Abushi could do it. You can see Abushi Shingo. It'd be fun. I just don't know yeah, if, if Abushi's going to no, win it three years in a row. Abushi won last year, though. They just won it two years in a row. No, two years in a row he's won. But there's, there's, two 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 years in a row. there's two nights now to Wrestle Kingdom. So Abushi yeah. could still face Shingo. On one night, and whoever wins G1 the other night. Yeah, I mean, you could do it that way. You could have, um, like I said, I, I think Sabre would be an interesting one. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Hiromu win it and seeing Hiromu versus Shingo. A little, just, you know, with a little LIJ stuff. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun. That would be. That would be interesting. I think that would add a little dynamic to the whole group. Um... You know, so those are those are those would be my two. Would be Zack Saber and Hiromu. I think those would be my two guys that I like to see win it. Um, but I'm always wrong. Oh, is Hiromu in it? 
Alex. No, no, I don't think he is. No, I don't think he is. No, he's not. See what I mean? They already screwed up. See, they already screwed the pooch. You see what I mean? They already <laughs> shit the bed. I mean, really, come on. This is why New Japan has crapped the bed the last month and a half. But Tana, I, I, I know that. God, New Japan's been so bad. Yeah, it's month. been so oh, bad. God, Everybody's awful. hurt. Everybody's hurt. Oh, I know that, but it, but even still, like you're missing Osprey and White, and you know, like I mean, it it sucks. You need like some. You need a powerhouse like Bronson Reed over there. Well, you, White, well, White getting sent one. over to uh, to the United States because he was not happy being locked down in Japan. Who was White? Yep, he was getting very frustrated because of the restrictions for COVID. So that's why he's over here now. I could see him at some point in the, in the AEW ring, wrestling. I I don't think he would sign with AEW. No, 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 no. He would. No, 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 not sign with him. No, 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 no. He yeah. would be a partner uh, and do the partnership. I I, mm-hmm. I think. I think if you're gonna push something, because let's be uh, so he's got you know he's got Hikoil, you know he's got Hikoilu. he's got um Chris Bay now, so that's two guys, and he's got God still in the United States too. No, they're back over. Tom they're back over. Oh, that would have been awesome. God, that would have been awesome if that they were. Ugh. All right, guys, let's get to our fishing move. Go for yep. it, Alex. So my finishing move is I'm very much looking forward to the G1 climax this year. I think it's going to be a good a good series of shows, and I I, I think it's going to come down to two people, Jeff Cobb. And wait, who else is on the? Hold on. Um, but I feel like it's going to come down to either if I had to pick Jeff Cobb or Jeff Cobb and Naito would be good for a final for a final match to go to Wrestle Kingdom. That'd be a lot of fun. Lyle, what's your finishing move, man? I gotta say, um, I'm very excited for AEW signing Lee Moriarty. I think he's probably one of the best talents that was out there on the independent scene. And he's somebody who can truly become a star. I think they're heading in a great direction having Daniel Garcia, Wheeler Yuta, and Lee Moriarty at the future. I think all three of them could definitely have potential to become a uh, Daniel Bryan mold uh, in a number of years down the road. They could be that style of wrestler, that, that type of over. And I'm really, really excited to see where they end up. Uh, my finishing move is, you know, it's it's basically AEW being here for the next two weeks in the Tri-State area. New Jersey, then the Grand Slam show. I think it's great for New York, New Jersey to finally get the shows they deserve, considering you've seen the ticket sales. Um, it's obviously shows that AEW and their fans are very excited to be here in, in the metropolitan area. And to already have at um, at the new arena in Belmont, I think even shows it as well how well that the fans are responding to AEW being here in New York. Uh, and I think it's going to continue to be a great partnership with the, you know being in the city and everything like that. You know, you know. So it's um, you know. So by the way, my mistake. By the way, it's about six or seven um, six or seven thousand seats have been sold so far for. AEW for that show, which is still pretty good. For that was on a pre-sale too, and the show's not till December, so that's still uh, pretty good. And they're, and they're gonna get more. Mm-hmm. By the way, more tickets will be sold for that show, I think, for sure. And it's interesting because Raw's the week before, so I'm kind of curious who does better, a better draw in the box office. 
Yep. Will it be Monday Night Raw? Will it be Dynamite? That's it for our show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. I want to thank these two guys, Alex and Lyle, for filling in for me for the first hour. Um, Lyle, enjoy Dynamite tomorrow. Again, I'm sorry I'm not able to go with you tomorrow. I'll be talking like this at Dynamite tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And, and, and also, that's the unfortunate reason why I'm not able to go. Um, you know, I just have to be safe and everything like that for my wife and everything like that to make sure. And, and just Tashi Jr. is much more important than AEW Dynamite. I would say so. Um, I, I'm amazed I made it to Florida and back without getting COVID. But again, I was in outdoors pretty much in Florida. So that's a different story. It's I was actually quite Florida. surprised that people were wearing masks at, at Universal. Because most people probably came from somewhere else. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, it made sense. Um, but it was really, um, you know, it, you know, it's like, let's figure out how many fans are really going to wear masks tomorrow at Prudential Center. Not really. Many. Yeah, exactly. Like, and a lot more people are going to go now because some of those people that bought the tickets for Grand Slam that don't have the vaccine are probably not going next week now. So they're going to try to go tomorrow. So it's going to be. I don't you know, think, I think. I think the same people are going regardless. I think people will buy tickets to both. So I don't think that would really affect it. Well, I mean, I look at it, I think it's fascinating how this is going to be going down for the next two weeks. But listen, I'll enjoy it tomorrow. Just be safe, be careful. Um, for sure. Have a great time for next week. Um, Jillian is going to be joining us next Wednesday for uh, Dynamite, which is going to be awesome. Lau and I are getting there early because there's like a pre-party thing they're doing. And then... Uh, no, it's just a tailgate from some people that I know. There you go. It's so they, nothing AEW official. Aha. So you see even more fun. And and um, there's probably going to be meet, meet and greets too. At the there show is credentials, but... Honestly, don't do them because you can't get anything personal signed and the people you're getting photos with, they're behind plexiglass. So, so what you're saying is the meeting greets at the Grand Slam show are going to suck? At both of them are going to suck. Uh, we'll see. Oh, I guess it depends who's there, right? If it's like Darby Allen, I'll do one. I mean, I'll do one. You're going to pay 15 bucks to take a picture with a guy behind plexiglass? Oh, I don't care. If they get a picture with a guy, they're happy. I'd rather it that way than give me COVID, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I would... That's like taking a picture, paying 50 bucks, and take a picture with a hockey player who's on the other side of the glass while they're in warm-ups. Uh, well, like I said. Um, hey, you I do would... you. If you want to do it, go for it. But I, And like I, I said, we'll I see what happens. I, no decision has been made just yet. So, But uh, like I said, enjoy the show tomorrow, man. Uh, take care. Have a, great, have a great time. Be safe tomorrow. We'll see everybody next week. we got two guests coming on our show next week, so it's going to be perfect. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Lyle's going to uh, recap for us Prudential Center, how it was, everything like that. And then we are going to preview Grand Slam next Tuesday. Finally, the biggest dynamite show in the history of AEW, for sure. So for Alex Lowe's, for Lyle Gump, for Speedy Petey, I'm Josh Silverberg. Good night, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Don't forget, download our app. If you have an iPhone, go to the Apple Store, type in WWSRN. If you have an Android, go to the Google Play Store, type in Worldwide Sports, WorldWideSportsRadio.com. We are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you name it. We're on it. We also have our Off the Mat website, I believe, is also on the Off the Mat page as well. That Alex yeah. has done an amazing job um, making it. He's really done a great job with it. So good job. Kudos to you, Alex, for sure. You can check out everything from appearances to past shows. All that stuff. 
All right, guys, that's it for us. Alex Lowe's for Lyle Gillen, for Speedy Petey, and for myself, Josh Stewart. Thank you so much for tuning in. Good night, everybody. This has been Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Kenny Omega, take it away. I must beat you, a Jew. So say with me now if you know it. Goodbye. And good night. Thank you for listening to Off The Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.